three, two, one. Welcome to the Long Beach Social Experiment podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, aka Mega Man. This is episode 294, Mental Awareness, and the subject is suicidal. Before I carry on with this episode, I want to let you guys and ladies know that there will be some sensitive uh, stuff that I will be talking about. And if it bothers you, <clears throat> you could probably skip to the next episode, probably next week, or you can hear some uh, reruns. But uh, I'm going to talk about some sensitive matters in my life and how I almost ended up killing myself. Not one not two, not three, but almost like nine to ten times. And when I, looking back, um, my mind wasn't right. It, I've been through so much stuff. And I will say this, um, sometimes with me, my cure to overcome uh, depression and suicidal is, uh, is venting. Letting it out. Don't hold things in. Because at the time in my life, you know, I was dealing with grief. I was alone. when I was, And this is when I was little. My parents split up. I was being bullied. I had a huge stuttering problem. Um, I didn't know how to read. Um, it was very toxic around. Um, I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have saw. Um... I was molested, but luckily, um, I overcome all that stuff and, um, the abuse I had with my parents, uh, mentally, verbally, and physically. And, um, I kind of felt my father used to beat me up, used to abuse me because he didn't get his way with my mom. So he took it out on me. And I felt like there was a time my dad beat me up so bad I thought I was going to die. And I think this is the first time me talking about this. And uh, it's something where <clears throat> I have that distance with my parents. It's not the same. And I know it took many, many years to overcome um of me ending my life of what the past done to me. And it took me about, I'm 43, it took me almost about seven to eight years to part ways and move on and not be in the in the past because I want to be in the present and the future. And I felt half of my life was good and half of my life was bad. And I'm not making no cop-out excuse or trying to be a boy quiet wolf or anything. I'm just letting you guys know what I've been through. Because you guys and ladies, when you hear this episode, you probably went through the same thing as well. It's just, to me, it's just looking back. I have grown so much and... I have a new perspective in life and there is something where if it wasn't for podcasts, um, I'll probably end up dead. And the reason why you probably hear from time to time, guys, you know, you know, people need to find a hobby. 
if you're battling through suicidal, battling through drugs, uh, depression and all, you need to know where all this comes from. It comes from sugar, processed sugar. Sugar is about seven to eight times more stronger than cocaine. And when you give a, a baby when it's born or anything like a like a sugar or a junk food, it's getting that taste of that sugar. And what it does is it processes it and it develops and it spreads like wildfire in your body. And you start, um, you know, signs of decrease. You're you're having aches. Your body, you're, it's it's hurting. You know, your heart's over pounding. You're you're not thinking straight. And this is where the main thing is your brain. And when that processed sugar goes into your brain, it, it it's like it's almost like a, a like a virus in your brain where you you're trying to control your brain, but at the same time you have sugar doing some stuff like you're not supposed to do. This is where I've been doing research <clears throat> where people talk different, people are, are more aggressive. Um, they, they start killing people. Um, they're not thinking straight. They're thinking when you, hear, you always hear the term, hey, think with your brain, not with your emotions. And this is where, you know, anxiety comes in, depression comes in, schizophrenic. It's all because of processed sugar. Remember, everyone, processed sugar develops suicidal depression, anxieties, and the list goes on and on. So just look into it, everyone. But this is one of the reasons why. When you eat a lot of junk food, this is where suicidal comes into play. I know it's kind of a little far-fetched, but when you do your homework and you do your research, you're going to know sugar is the cause of suicidal and depression. And that's why we always have to eat healthy, you know, fruits, everything, water, you know, you know, liquids, anything to keep the, the brain uh, afloat, pure. Uh, it's not like bad because of the junk food that we eat. And if we overcome it and we eat the right food and we be sober and all, this is where we can have a very clear mind. And this is where depression and anxiety will be defeated. But if you're still, you know, you know, drinking or eating junk food or anything that has process of sugar, this is where mental awareness comes into play. And they don't talk about this. And this is one of the reasons why... Um, you know, I don't want to say sugar was its fault. It's it's our controlling of our mind. And this is one of the reasons I had to find a hobby, find something, because when you're battling through so much in your life, <clears throat> at the same time, you're battling through processed food and you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about what happened, this situation here, whatever, those are scars, those are wounds, and you know, scars and wounds will heal. But it's something where it took many, many years, eight, maybe 13 years to overcome all this. And at the same time, you know, you know, going through breaks up, breakups, relationships, you know, there's some toxic stuff. Um, me being a single father, the stress of what's going on with our economy, uh, me being homeless, um, taking care, um, of my son who has autism and my other son who is trying to rehab after battling through 
having a stroke and the world just hits you like a ton of bricks and there's when you have a lot of stress you get overwhelmed when you get overwhelmed this is where depression junk food stress suicidal i mean bad stuff comes into play and you really have to really have a strong mind to overcome all these things there was times i wanted to commit suicide because of the past i wanted to end my life because of a family mem- family member that molested me and i had my revenge years after of what he did i wanted to kill him but i beat the shit out of him and i moved on i confronted my mom and dad about the situations what they did to me addressed it moved on with that sometimes i have to battle my demons because if i don't battle my demons then this is where I'm going to hold things in. And when I hold things in, there's going to come a time. It's like a ticking time bomb where sometimes the suicidal depression will over will overthrow my my brain of making better decisions. And it took me time to have that control because there was times where I just wanted to end my life because of a situation here or a situation there or... I haven't seen my daughter in years and that's another story with that or sometimes in a way people don't get their ways or they you know they use their tongue to manipulate you or say bad things about you and even on social media and all but you can't dwell on that because now with social media it makes it more easier for people to commit suicide and the reason why I say that because it's easy to talk crap to people. Because when you do talk crap and look at we're all guilty, you know, we say crap on social media. No, we're all guilty. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I never did that. We're all guilty. But when you start doing a lot of research and what can we do to not be like this? Because it's not our fault. It's the government's fault. It's our parents fault for them teaching because maybe in a way when they were little, their parents didn't teach them the right way. So the cycle keeps on continuing. You keep on continuing with this bad cycle. The generation will continue to get worse and worse and worse to the point. People will just be on drugs or people will be just in mental homes or end up dead or taking medication to not dwell on the past. I mean, it it could be a lot of things, but with me, it, it was hard. It was hard. Um, being homeless for months thinking like I'm going to get a place and shit happens and that stress comes into play like it, I sometimes I always think like why God why did you put me here was this to make it more easy or is this to see if I have that mental game in my to overcome a lot of things in my life and I felt like it was I felt like it was a test and I did and overcome and there was even times you know, I wanted to end my life um, on a lot of on a lot of matters. You know, money issues, um, being bullied, uh, not seeing my kids. Um, you know, the false accusations or anything about me which wasn't true. Um, envy and jealousy, even with your own family, they would just turn your backs on you. Or the way how I am, where I had people just 
writing writing over me, talking crap about me here, whatever, even my family's everything, you know, even what, what you see on TV, social media and, and and also in movies. It just it, it develops that brain to think, what if, you know, and there's a lot of times where people don't want to talk about certain matters because, it's, you know, oh, I'm private. But sometimes we do need to talk about it because if we have lives and what we've been through back then where for me being a podcaster it's not about interviewing people it's about addressing certain matters that no one wants to talk about it's addressing certain things to help people overcome being suicidal or being depressed it's about teaching people what to do and what not to do and being there for the community and saving lives and I just feel when I did some research and me being a Hispanic, um, I learned now because of social media uh, now that junior high and high school kids for Latinos and Latinas, the suicide rate went up because of that. And this is where you need to be careful of what stuff you see on TV, but also who you follow on social media. Because if your brain is very fragile and you're seeing all this wicked stuff, you're seeing death, you're seeing depressed, you know, it's something where it's like you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta stay away from that. Because once you have that seed planted in your mind, then you feel like no one loves me. No one cares about me. I'm alone. You know, I don't care about my life. You know, it's always excuses to the point you just want to figure something out, how to overcome, you know, the past of what people been through, you know, from being hurt or other things like drugs, drinking, um, eating food, um, just something. Well, instead of doing all that stuff and you're going through a depressive state where the last line is ending your life find a hobby you know figure things out like hey see a counselor see a shrink um find a hobby like working out meditating clearing your mind you know watch out with the liquors and the junk food has a lot of process you know um i know with me i smoke marijuana and i mostly uh, you know, smoke indica. Indica is a more balanced for me. And if it wasn't for me, um, smoking marijuana, cannabis, I mean, whatever you, guys and ladies you want to call it, it really helped me out mentally to have a clear mind, not to be overwhelmed, think a lot, research, and just do a lot of meditation. Just very chill. I used to be very stressful. And that's where when I don't drink like I used to anymore from here to here, you know, from time, but I came a long way. I mean, I'm 43 and I just sometimes I feel like, man, I almost ended my life like nine or 10 times. And what would, what would happen if I did that, guys and ladies? I'm leaving my kids behind. Then I would get backlash like, see, look at He took an easy way out. He was a pussy. He ended his life. He didn't want to be a responsible person. And there was times, guys and ladies, I didn't see my daughter, Luna. Because, and I know 
one day she will hear this. And if my daughter says, how come you weren't there in my life? Because I did not want to see my daughter for a couple years. Or because of the situation where the relationship with me and my ex was very toxic. And I did not want to be around her. And I wasn't ready mentally. And I had to be in a right state of mind. And I love my daughter. She's she's in good hands. Beautiful. And I would tell her. It's not because I was being a deadbeat father or this. It's just that I wanted to have a... I wanted, to, I wanted my mind to be right. It took me a lot of years. And I know it took a sacrifice for me not to see my daughter like I used to. But I want to focus on my mind because I want to live more longer to see my kids grow up. Because at that time, I was going through a lot of shit. I was going through a lot. There might be times where I would tell my ex-wife, who I have two boys with, and say, hey, can you drop, I'm going to drop the kids off for you for the three days, you know, whatever. And not knowing that for those three days, I would just turn off all the lights. I would just be in my room all dark. And I... I just wanted to just, just to kill myself because I was trying to find who I was at the same time I was battling through my demons from the past and from my family and from a lot of things. And this is where those three days, I think on the way it was on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I wanted to kill myself on Friday. And slowly on Saturday. And I feel like I was thinking and thinking more. And I was like, well, if I end my life, how would my mom and my and my father feel if I did that? How would my, my kids feel if I ended my life? Would the cycles still continue? Would the curse still continue? Because I found out that a lot of my family from my mom and my dad's side were alcoholics. And they did a lot of bad stuff. And I don't want to be around that those types of people. I don't want to be around that. So I was battling through my demons and overcome that three-day weekend. And, and I think on Monday, when I picked up my kids, you know, um, took them out to the beach. Um, took them out to Friendship Park in San Pedro. And this is where I was thinking... And I wanted to do something where I wanted to express the way how I feel. And when I was started this whole Instagram at that time, I wanted to do lives and express the way how I feel, but I just couldn't do it. Until someone told me, why don't you start a podcast? You have a story. I mean, you have people listening. Start a podcast. And I slowly did. And I thought about it for like two or three months. And I thought about, well, gee, if I start a podcast, 
how would I want my podcast to be? What am I going to do? Because I was a newbie. I didn't know about podcasts. I was thrown into the lion's den. So I was just trying to figure things out. And I think when I started the podcast, I really wanted people to understand who is Stephen Martinez and not Mega Man. And we live in a society where we do not make the time and effort to get to know each other. And with social media now, we just want a one minute clip of your whole fucking life. Fuck that. If you want to get to know someone, don't DM or or do FaceTime. Interact. You know, let's go get some lunch. Just go chop it up. That's how I always been. I always been more old school like that. Um, so I when I was at that time started the Mega Man's podcast, I was trying to do something where I just want people to understand what I've been through. We all have stories. We all do. And that's one thing I do cherish the most is hearing people's stories, how they overcome. And it's just something where it's very inspiring to get a second chance or, you know, you almost ended your life, but you redeem yourself and now the past is the past and now you focus on the presence and the futures and you want to help people. And I feel like with my podcast now, before I get back to the how the Mega Man podcast started, um, I just want to save people's lives, touch people's hearts, keep it 100, reality check for a lot of people, but you never know who's going to be hearing you or watching uh, your podcast and I always feel like there's always been a calling when it comes to mental health. And I just don't want to see people end their lives over a matter, over money issues or marriage or whatever, just because you just can't deal with reality. Because remember, everyone, we're in the doggy dog world. And sometimes we have to go through those doggy dog worlds to see who we are as people. You got to have a, a strong mental mind. Back then it was not strong. But now my mind is stronger than ever. When I started the Mega Man's podcast, I started making these episodes called The Mega Man's Life. And <clears throat> The Mega Man's Life is that I want to bring people on a journey of my story from when I was little until now. And it, in those numbers, a lot of people were hearing. It's like, I want to hear what Mega Man has to say. I want to hear his story. And so they would have a better understanding who I am now. And it was pretty deep. And a lot of people love the episode, but it's something that I needed to let out and vent. And I didn't know my podcast or any any other podcasts that are doing will, will, will touch people's life and, and, you know, and there's people on my DMs like, yo, thank you. Thank you for putting a good episode because I know right now there's people having it so hard and the economy is so bad. We might go to another lockdown and I know there's going to be more drugs. There's going to be more drinking. There's going to be more stress. There's going to be people losing jobs. What am I going to do? Everything's tight. 
And this is where it's like nothing's going on. And this is where everything comes into play. Where anxiety, you're nervous. What am I going to do? You're depressed. I'm like, you're just, you're stressed out. You couldn't be. And that's where you you die more quicker because you're just stressed out. And and once your your body had enough and your brain had enough, this is where it's going to be like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to end my life. That's just how it is. It's stress in America. It's stress on social media. It's stress what we eat. It's stress and suicidal depression, what people say, whatever, out of what comes out of their tongue and out of their mouth. You need to be very careful of what you say around people because you never know like those words can hit a person so hard to the point that person the next day will end their life so of what your tongue spit out and that's what i realized you know i see a lot of people online talk a lot of shit and you know what man i want to say something but i feel like man if i say something it might trigger that person to end up being in a depressive state and who knows that person might end up try to kill you or it might try to end his life or anything so we need to be careful of what we say because i feel like now if you watch a documentary on netflix called social dilemma it would really open your eyes that we need to be careful even with our kids who get bullied or like oh your mom's this or heard this and now it's in social media forever, we can just look up and it's like, oh, yeah, laughing stock, ha, ha, ha. And that person would end up killing themselves. So with the podcast, that's what I wanted to, to do is to interview people. Um, I wanted to talk to people and get to know someone, slowly try to work at it because I wanted, I was so antisocial and Slowly, the podcast was coming into play and people were understanding my story. Um, I was interviewing people. I was busy and just busy just interviewing whoever. I just wanted to have a conversation because I wanted to see how their method of thinking was. I wanted to do research. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to just go to war with the stuff that I was holding things in in the past and dealing dealing with it straight on. And once it was done, that was it. And I feel like a huge relief, a huge monkey off my back. And this is what I feel that podcasts saved my life. I mean, you just have to find a hobby. You know, exercising is a is a cure for depression, anxieties, and suicidal. Working out, working out, not eating processed food that has sugar. You know, just having a clear mind, you know, watch what you say, what you do on social media, building relationships, building bonds, finding the right people that are going to push you as you push them. You know, and you if you feel like you have that little trigger, like, man, I feel like there's a in my brain, like what was this? What is who's talking to me like to end my life? You have to overcome it. You know, the mind has to overcome of what the sugar did to our brains to make us feel like who we are now. Like, you know, you see over in in our country, but also in the community, in our cities that you see just nothing but people who are battling through mental awareness, you know, autism, 
you know, people are just not there in the head. Who who we who are we to blame? Big Pharma, our parents, the government, social media, the food that we eat, that who we are now. Think about that for a second. That's where you have to do your research, do your homework, you know, the stuff that we drink. Um, there's a lot of chemicals in there that is just, it, it, it's almost like in a way they want us to be fucked up so we can go to the hospital and pay money to cure us temporary and it comes back again. We go back to the hospital, pay a little money, cure us, we go back again, back and forth, back and forth. It's a money thing. And this is where, when I started doing the Mega Man's podcast, I wanted to, um, really, Get to the bottom of how I can overcome not ending my life. And I feel like with me, I wanted to be more focused on social media and putting some good narrative videos on. I wanted to be a motivational speaker and how I overcame Doing podcasts, interviewing people, different types of personalities, help being there for the community, just meeting cool people where it's like, wow. And um, and just living life. You know, I take care of my kids, do podcasts, stay home. That's what I do. I rarely go out because my main focus is is uh is podcasts. And I wanna put really, really good episodes that are going to change your lives forever. And this is one of the reasons when I was making that transition from Mega Man's podcast to the Lombie Social Experiment. And um, it was something where I kind of felt I was slowly being cured, but not really. I was at maybe at a 60 or 70%. I was almost there being better. But when the lockdowns happen, it changed a lot of people's lives forever. And uh, this is where it's like, man, I'm trying to overcome uh, of not me ending my life, my depression. You know, and it was really hard because I got triggered on a lot of things because it opened my eyes. When the lockdowns happen, um, when we were just staying home, this was a mental warfare because you're trying to figure out who you are as a person. You're battling through your jaws with the restrictions, uh, with with social media, with the hate. You know, people are showed their true colors. But also, this was the only opportunity in our human history, everyone. Um, what you were doing wrong back then. What can I do to stop this cycle? Stop this curse. Do something better. Hey, mom and dad, you did your best. People, you did your best. But I'm going to stop it right here. And I'm going to find me and figure something out where when my kids grow up, that that cycles, that bad cycles is not going to continue and the curse is done. And this is where I started doing more research. I don't know what happened, but I started just doing research, research, research. And when you start going down these rabbit holes of what the government did and 
why Big Pharma made a lot of money and, and the processed food and everything. And now I know why we are like this. Now I know why we were so divided. It's a psyops, divide and conquer, hate on hate. You know, it's the stuff that we eat. We were developing, you know, like I said, sugar is seven to eight times more stronger than cocaine. And this is where when the COVID times, um, a lot of people started killing, started killing each other more. Um, people started killing themselves. I lost about 46 to maybe 45 people in COVID times, either from suicide, um, alcohol, drugs, you know, stress, you know, medication, accidents. I mean, it was it was a lot. And I feel I always tell stories like I don't know how my my brain is still here still, which means like it's so much to handle, even having someone die in my arms. And I think that that was the second time ever a person I saw died in front of my eyes. And I didn't know how to take it. And um, when you find out there was a person in the lockdowns where one of my good friends, I'm not going to mention his name for for private reasons. Um, he was living in Northern California and um, his when they everything was like locked down they you know he had to close his uh business and his wife his kids left him and uh he was looking for someone to talk to and um i was remember i was doing a podcast and he talked to me he texted me and said like hey man what, what are you doing right now he says oh, i'm doing a podcast um i'll i'll call you in a bit it's like all right cool it's like just let me know it's like i want to talk to you it's like cool you know it's like didn't think of nothing of it and um, I did a podcast for almost like a couple hours and um, I was like, well, let me get something to eat. I'll call back maybe around like I came home around like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And I called and um, an officer picked up. And he's like, uh, who is this? Oh, I'm so-and-so. It's like, how do you know this person? Well, he called me and he wanted to talk to something about important to me. And I wanted I did a podcast and. I think my friend was battling through uh, suicidal and depression. And I wanted to call just to cheer him up. Hey, everything's going to be okay. And he, t officer told me that he um, he ended his life. He, he shot himself in the head. I'll never forget that. Just by thinking about it, it's, uh, it's a little emotional. I just feel like those three years, you know, it was way worse from 2020 to like 2000, almost the beginning of 2023. And um, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. And at the same time, I was going through a toxic relationship and um, I had to part ways. I had a part ways and uh, it was something where it's like I did not want my brain to be in that stage where I might end up killing myself. And it took time. Um, it, it, it really took time to 
really find who I really was as, as a person. And I remember when social media was all getting big, podcasts, everyone, you know, I saw people's true colors come out and it was pretty sad to see, wow, just can't be around people like that anymore. And people battling through a mental state of mind. I'm, I was getting bombarded with a lot of DMs. You know, I heard your podcast, Mental Awareness. I heard your Mega Man's Life. You know, thank you. You know, um, and I will say this. There was a listener. Um, Shouts to Martin and Hooter from Yo 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 Podcast. And this is old school. I mean, I've been doing podcasts for almost like six and a half years. And I was hearing nothing but podcasts. Nothing but podcasts. And this person DM me. And said, you know, I heard your Mega Man Life episodes and um, I wanted to commit suicide. But thank you for responding because if you didn't respond, I would just end up killing myself. His, uh, he wanted to end his life because his wife was battling through cancer and she died. It was only him and his daughter. The following year, his daughter died of a hit and run accident and he wanted to end his life and he was listening to the yo-yo podcast with martin and hooter and i think they gave me a shout out say hey check out the mega mass podcast and he went on apple podcast subscribe and he dm me he's like hey I, i'm a new listener uh what what which episodes should i begin and i told him it's like once you hear the Mega Man's lives, I always tell people, hear the Mega Man's lives. They're all scattered, except once you find it. I was sending lists of episodes to check out on my page and also on the podcast page as well. And um, he was so inspired. He was so, he was happy. He would blow me up on my DMs. And uh, you got to check up on the people. You, you know, sometimes we're... You feel like when someone follows you or someone, introduce yourself. DM like, hey, I just want to check up to see how you're doing, man. Hope, you, hope you're doing well. Because you never know that person might be ending his life. But it's that one DM, that one comment that's going to be like, oh, wow, I am somebody. Oh, wow. He, you know, he he's not ignoring. He, I'm always going to be like that. No matter if you hate me or not, I'm, I'll check up on you from time to time, see how you're doing. Then he said, hey, Mega Man, I, I finally got caught up with all your episodes. I love it. Thank you. And also, by the way, Mega Man, like it was hard for me to move on. But I thank you for, you know, showing me these books or showing me these types of people to get my mind right. And now uh, he, he found someone, got married, um, has twins, is happy and he still listens to the podcast, but with him, I told him, okay, can I mention your name? He says, I want to keep it private. He says, I respect that. And living his life, check up on him, doing good. And from time to time, he's like, hey, I'm doing, I'm going through a situation. What I do about the past is like, it's hard. I know it's, it's going to come back from time to time, but you got it. Just focus on your mental state, focus on your mind, and you can overcome it. And again, you never know who's going to be hearing you or watching you. But, uh, you know, I don't even know how many people's lives that I touched. 
I mean, I see other podcasters talk about the same thing over and over, regurgitation. But no one wants to talk about sensitive matters. Well, right now we're going to need a lot of sensitive matters episodes of mental awareness because now that I'm seeing, if we do go on the second lockdown, I'm already seeing on papers or on social media or on the news that a lot of couples are already filing divorce or splitting up because maybe there's something when they learned about each other from the lockdown they were like I can't fuck with you no more you do you you do me I'm gonna focus on my state of mind so now it's not like hey we're gonna be together we're gonna be supportive we're gonna make it now it's survival of the fittest for you 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 do you I do me but you're making it worse because you have kids. Your kids are going to be more fucked up. And this is where who is to blame? So blames the government. You know, single fathers, you know, single mothers. Why is a nuclear family extinct? How come they don't want to how come there's no traditional man or woman? How come there's no two parents in the household and there's only one parent? And this is one of the reasons why our kids are all fucked up on drugs and everything and committing suicide and just running like a muck. If there is discipline, you know, and there is a two parent household, a lot of this stuff won't be here. But now we have it really hard to the point. Now we're looking for reasons to overcome mental awareness, overcome being depressed or suicidal or you know, like I said, the list goes on and on. And this is when when I switched to the Lombie Social Experiment and also I took a break from relationship for almost two and a half years. I really wanted to focus on me, focus on my mental health, focus on my podcast, focus on my kids, focus on not dwelling on the past and finding motivation to make me a better person, but a better father or down the road, a future husband, a better future husband for someone who will accept me. But also not being in a relationship and you're still dwelling on the past where you're using her as a punching bag. That's not fair for her of what I've been through. So that's when I started listening to more podcasts, you know, going to comedy shows, podcasts and comedies were like, oh, I just I just love because laughter will always cure negativity. And I started going to comedy shows, um, listening to different types of podcasts, just have a clearer mind. Um, Rogan, of course, Joe Rogan, David Goggins, Kevin Samuels. Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, Fresh and Fit Podcasts. I mean, the list goes on and on, but it was more like these men were trying to help us overcome what was going on in the world, in our society, in our country, relationships, and health. Stop being a fucking pussy. You know, get up there and go get it. You know, stop being lazy. It was like motivation, like, man, I fucking needed this. Like, hey, 
Get your shit together, motherfucker. Like that. And slowly and slowly and slowly, I started getting better. I started getting like, I can do it. When you start figuring out what to do, what not to do, focus on this, focus on that. Because with me, I'm a multitasker and I like to do a lot of things at once. That's how I get my shit done. It's not it's not for everyone, but it works for me. And slowly and slowly, I just started getting my mind straight and sharper. And I was like, not drinking that much like I used to. Staying away from bad people. Staying away from social media, toxic. Researching, reading books, listening to different types of podcasts, how to sharpen your mind. Um... You know, just researching and researching and researching on stuff that it's going to fulfill me as a better person. And I can look back and be like, man, thank God I got my shit together. Because, you know, my dad didn't do shit for me. My mom was there, but I feel like I had to do it on my own and be a man. And I've been through a lot. But you know what? Um, I overcame. And I got my shit together. Um, my kids are good. I have a roof over my head. I'm in the right state of mind. I I see things different. I talk different. You mature. You just be a better person. Be a better you. And I can pat myself on the back and say, man, <laughs> you had a fucked up life. But you know what? You fucking made it. You fucking made it. And it's just something where I just look and see where when people are going through shit, I just want to be there and just uh, say everything's going to be okay. Again, guys and ladies, we all have different stories, but it's how we overcome. And that's what I can say is that, you know, podcasts to me save my life. But with you guys and ladies, what's going to save your life? That's how I see things as. And it was an uphill battle, but uh, I'm good. I'm really, really good. You know, there's times when I go to my social media and I see the people who are following me. I like to look at certain people's pages and you could tell by their face are they happy or not. Have they been through a lot? Are they good? They could be smiling, but deep inside they could be sad. Or they could be sad, but be happy. And there were some people that took advantage of pretending that they're battling through mental awareness. Battling through suicidal, depressed. But they were being a boy cry wolf or a girl cry wolf and I caught them in the act. And it's not something to joke around with. And I did not know the people who were doing that, that I knew personally. I said to them, I can't fuck with you no more. You did that to get views, clouts, and numbers. How dare you? And you just got to be careful who's real, who's not, who's really going through some hard times. And... um it's the past. It's it's the struggle, you know, and 
I'll be honest, you know, for all you podcasters, do a mental health episode. A lot of people need help. They don't give a fuck about the government no more. They don't give a fuck about, you know, social media or the news. They give a fuck about podcasts. They want to hear people's stories. And if you criticize me because I put an episode like this, how dare you? You make fun and all that. But maybe with you guys and ladies, you're going through the same shit as me. You know, there's people who mock like, oh... You know, this guy's going through mental uh, illness and stuff. What a pussy. Suck it up. You know, like, no, (laughs) you don't understand. This shit's worse. You got to blame Big Pharma for this. You know, processed sugar, the government, the schools, social media, what we eat, how our parents raised us. It, It comes a long way. And people take advantage of kids when they were little. And I know there's a lot of... Men and ladies that committed suicide because of, you know, by their uncles being molested here, whatever, taken advantage of. Who knows? And I see that a lot. And this is where we have to talk about uncomfortable things. This is one of the reasons why my my podcast changed. It's not about me no more. It's about you guys and ladies. When you DM me and say, hey, you should talk about a subject like this. Oh, that's interesting. Let me look into it. I like to focus on a subject, not be over the place. And this is where it's like, I want to talk about uncomfortable things that no other podcast wants to talk about. But you know what? I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm doing the best I can, taking one one episode at a time. But I just want you guys and ladies to be better. Be good people. You know, whatever you've been through in your past, don't bring it to your kids. You know, if your kids tell you, oh, dad, mom, you never been through the situations I've been through. My kids told me that. And I said, motherfucker, I've been through more fucking shit than you. And that's why, in a way, you got to stop having your kids be helicopters. Like, you stop being protected, being helicopter parents, you know. They need to see reality, you know, to be more strong mentally. Because I feel like now with the the kids these days, they're not mental, mentally strong. They are not... They don't know how to talk to people. They just care about social media. So now mental illness is going to be like 30 times more bad because now for us parents and you're bringing kids in this world, who's the parent? Are we the parents or the government or social media are the parents? Because your kids are gonna start you know when they're little see what goes on on social media and when they go to school the government controls what they're gonna put in your kid's brain so it's a two-on-one so you really have to be there for your kids but at the same time and this is i will say this um ladies i see a lot of men commit suicide because you are keeping your kids away from their father And that's not fair. It takes two to tango. Ladies, you sat on that guy's dick for a reason. You made a kid with him. And if things don't work out, don't bash on them as men bash on ladies. But the thing is, kids need fathers. Look what's going on with our society and our state 
in our country. Kids are running amok. Don't give a fuck. And you always see in the comments, where are the parents? Well, my father wasn't around. Well, maybe in a way, if you found out what really happened to your father committing suicide because he wanted to see his kids and the mothers were holding their kids from them. Ladies, don't ever fucking do that. Ladies, think with your brain and not with your emotions. Be mutual. Oh, fuck your father was never around. Oh, fuck him. That kills the masculinity of men. But at the same time, a father is trying to do whatever he can to see his kids. Because you don't know how we have it. You don't know. And this is where a lot of people commit suicide because they cannot see their kids because of their toxic baby mama. So if I were you and I advise you ladies, be mutual and let the kids see their father because I'm tired and I'm hearing every time a father committed suicide because he couldn't see his kids because of the state, because of the judge and because of the baby mama. Those times are done. Enough is enough. We're tired of it. And this is one of the reasons I'm doing serious episodes to better me, but better you and have a clear and a better understanding of what's going on in the world. And it's just something it, it hurts me. It hurt. It hurts me. But I want you guys and ladies to, you know, get your shit together and if you're battling through mental illness or depression and all, you're not alone. I mean, you can dial 988. There's a whole bunch of listings of 1-800 for suicide crisis hotlines. You can DM me, family, find people that are going to show you love and compassion. And you express the way you feel, but don't be embarrassed to say what you have to say. we all been there. I was... I was embarrassed telling my stuff what I've been through, but I'm not embarrassed. But I want people to understand. But don't make assumptions because that's the one thing I hate. Don't make assumptions or you assume or thinking. No, get to the problem. What can we do to figure it out? We got to better ourselves. What can we do to not be in this state of mind of ending your life? That's what I want to do. So I hope you like this episode. Um, I hope it makes sense. And if you know someone who is battling through mental illness, be there from. Because who knows? Our family members can be in the streets and we don't know what, they're been, what, what they've been through. It sucks. It really, really sucks. I feel like now mental awareness is so big now that there's people already throwing their families, their kids onto the streets like, hey, I can't deal with you no more. Fuck you. You. It's sad. And it's sad. And I've seen that a lot in Long Beach. And when you hear people's stories, it just makes you cry. It makes you fucking cry. I can't see myself doing that, you know, even though with my kids going through mental illness. You know, my son has him having autism and my son Alex, you know, going through a canatonia stage where from the stroke messed him up. 
I can never be like that. I wish, but I feel like, you know, it's just, I can't be like that. You know, my kids, I love my kids, but I just, I feel like I have to do something. I have to talk about something. I want people to have a good understanding of what I'm saying or, or what you listen on my show. But again, we have to think positive and because positive will always defeat negative. And I just hate to see people go. I hate people to end their lives on something that was, it's so small. Sometimes I get overwhelmed talking about certain matters like this when it comes to mental awareness, but who else is going to tell us? Who else is going to teach us? Who else is going to talk about their problems or what they've been through and how they overcome? But I know I overcame, but I'm in a happy state of mind. But you know what? The task is not done. The mission's not done. There's more people to, you know, to save. But who else is going to do that for us? Well, to me, I'm going to do that. Because I care about you guys and ladies. I love you guys. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, DM me, Zombie Social Experiment Podcast, you know, anything. Um, even my personal page, Mega Man 6980, you know, my Twitter. But it's a serious matter. And you're not alone, guys and ladies. You're not alone. And if you're battling through a suicidal, just DM me, FaceTime and all, because. I just hate to see good people in their lives over stupid shit or people took advantage of them or the drugs or here, whatever. I just hate it. I just hate it a lot. And that's why I've been going to a lot of uh, uh, seminars and functions and how can we overcome these matters and what can we do? But uh, I'll take it day by day. But I uh, hope you like this episode. Um Follow the Long Beach Social Experiment on Instagram, uh, rate and review. And um, until next time, I love you guys. Mega Man's out.